0: If you dare. Saturday on V-Send, the Sports
4: Betting Network. It is our number two here at the South Point Sportsbook Studios for Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson, joined by our outstanding producer, Matt Santos. He's behind the glass, and Jeff Parles over at Circa. Very nice morning slate for young Jeffrey. Uh, what, all, all but uh, one selection? going the way of Jeff, and it, it, we're waiting on an official final here, but Illinois is going to lose in the final uh, game of this early window. 31-21 is the score right now. We'll see if they get a late uh, score, but we're inside 15 seconds to go in that game. Uh, they are going to line well, up for a to field bend. goal. About to...
5: with... Yeah, they're going to line up for a field goal <laughs> with 22 seconds left. Also, too, Chase Brown, their star running back, uh, having to be helped off not after an awkward uh, step, which is not good. Kick is good, by the way, for Illinois. Uh, from 38 yards to make it 31-24 with 17 seconds was all right. Can Purdue manage to screw this one up too? Now, Ben. Well, I mean, they they have some of the collection of some <laughs> of the most ridiculous losses of anyone this year, but uh, they, they're going to have to recover an onside kick now with 17 seconds left.
4: Would it would take a lot for them to screw that up? Uh, we're our whole goal here. We're looking for in-game <laughs> angles and college football betting. The of the games we're focusing on, we're, we're looking for a uh, games that have either conference standing, conference title, or bowl season eligibility implications, or also the games involving the college football playoff for teams that are in the mix there. And Jeff, the big game in the AAC, the two ranked teams there, brilliant start for Central Florida on the road against Tulane, 10-0 inside five minutes. It was Tulane up to plus 6.5 in-game. I know you were on Tulane as a uh, pick em there. They got some very late money in the market, driving them up to 1.5-point favorites. Uh, but they do respond. Pat is good, so that's now 10-7. We'll update that uh, momentarily. And you look at it now; we're right, we're back to nearly where we started here. It is now Central Florida minus two and a half live. 66 and a half is the total, Jeff. In a game that you know, the way it's played out early, this was 54 and a half at close. Has all the makings of a shootout early. Is it? But is it enough to chase a 12-point difference here from closing number to current number on that total?
5: Uh I, I would I would stay out of it. I would actually not that Tulane went right down the field and scored, I would probably come back and take a little bit of Tulane again. I I think yeah. that that first drive for Central Florida was just one big fluky run by Plumley, who again is a stud, uh, especially that level of college football. So uh I look I would only look to come back with a little more Tulane. Uh did you just see the kick by Illinois, Ben? Uh yeah. The, the oh, onside yes. kick just went yes. three yards. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, Purdue recovers game over about Purdue. Purdue's going to beat Illinois 31-24. Wow. So there you go. Chaos in the Big Ten West, Ben Wilson.
4: That's it's what we we kind of manifested coming into today. So the uh the early game upsets, UConn plus 13 and a half at home against Liberty. You get West Virginia plus nine, where you were at, Jeff, at Circa, beating Oklahoma 23-20. Vanderbilt, 17-point road dog, goes into Kentucky. Beats the Wildcats 24-21, and that was just a couple of them of the outright uh, upsets today. So this will be the latest Purdue getting the job done 31-24 as six or six-and-a-half-point road dogs uh, at Illinois. So again, the implications here for the Big Ten West with Illinois and Purdue now, they're both four and three here into a tie atop the Big Ten West. So the winner of Iowa and Wisconsin will also join them at four and three. And if Minnesota can win as a 17-point home favorite against Northwestern, they'll also go to four and three. Tells you the implications and, and where we're at right now in just a ridiculous uh, Big Ten West. As far as the early in-game opportunities, Wisconsin kicks a field goal. Jeff, three-nothing lead on Iowa. That was a pick 'em at close. Seeing right now uh, in in the live market, Wisconsin minus two and a half live. Thirty-two and a half is the total. And I mean, watching the lack of movement here, it should not be a surprise to anybody. And I don't know how you'd want to go in game over here. I just It's one of those things, Jeff, if you've watched any Big Ten football all year, you kind of knew what you were getting with both of these offenses. It was just a question of, was that line too low to begin with, with one of the lowest openers we've seen put up all season at 33 and a half? Uh, And so just on principle, I'm not in the business of getting involved in games like these when it's that low. But do you really want to jump in front of that train and try to bet over here? I don't know how you can.
5: No, thank you. I'm very happy with my, now that I got a lead in this game with Wisconsin, I'm going to just sit back there you go. and hope my defense can find a way to, uh, to to hold down Iowa. And I know that should be uh, easy, that, that should be relatively easy, all things considered. But yeah, no, look, there's a reason I didn't bet a total in this game, Ben. I would have only bet it under. Uh, but again, I think Wisconsin, I, I think those three games, the Wisconsin's kind of figured it out. Do not put the ball in the air under any circumstances and you will win football games. So, if you if you just use that great pounding run attack now, today Mertz has uh, actually already thrown it six times and has completed half of them with no interceptions. Uh, I, I think you're going to see, uh, as this game goes along now, that uh, their run attack loosen up Iowa's yeah. defense. And uh, as they usually do, will take over the game in the fourth quarter. The, uh, the Badgers will, right. I should say.
4: As we turn out to the games involving uh, potential college football playoff implications here, this is very much on the outside looking in. But... In one of the situational spots of the week, Jeff, you have Clemson coming off the destruction against Notre Dame and the embarrassing loss for that Tiger program drops them to tenth in the College Football Playoff rankings. Not out of it by any means, but a long way to go for the Tigers to get into that final four. They are right now outgaining uh, in this in this particular spot outgaining Louisville one thirty one to negative two which last time I checked is a pretty significant uh, advantage Jeez. there on the yards. Third and goal here for Clemson at the two of Louisville. This was Clemson minus seven. And on the on our VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast, I thought Tim Murray and Matt Humans made a good point where they said, if let's say Clemson beats Notre Dame by three last week. What's this line? Isn't it probably 13 and a half, 14? As Uwe throws incomplete on third and goal. So you were getting a big discount, yet at the same time, it was like, did you really trust Clemson enough? to lay the number here, they're going to settle for three, Jeff, 10, nothing. But as, so as much as I would hesitate to get involved sidewise in game, I Louisville cannot move the ball whatsoever here against Clemson. And I, I wonder if this game eventually starts to slow down, especially on the Clemson offensive perspective. And if maybe there's an opportunity here to get in game on an under.
5: I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Ben, I, you know, I, I will say this. I didn't, I didn't bet this game at all. I I thought, I think Clemson's one of the most overrated teams in the country, if not the most overrated team in the country. But I don't like Louisville either. I think Louisville right. has made their hay on opponents imploding around them. Of course, two weeks ago, I think Wake Forest is still turning the ball over in that game in Louisville. Uh, last week against James Madison, a turnover at the end of the half flipped that game on its head. So I don't think Louisville's particularly good either. And they've also, uh, other than the game at Virginia have really Virginia in the game in Orlando against central Florida early in the year. They have not been impressive away from Louisville this year. So I, I'm not surprised that Clemson is having her way early here. Yeah.
4: Oh, and we're looking at it now uh, at BetMGM. MGM. I'm seeing this, that uh, this has been readjusted. It was 54 and a half. We're at 51 and a half. So look, we're right. Basically at the pregame number, we've had multiple drives from both teams to watch this so far. Obviously, Louisville's going to eventually have positive yards, you would think. But uh, given what I've seen so hope. far, gi- yes, given the uh, the pregame uh, thoughts on both of these teams, where Jeff, I, I echo a lot of the same sentiments you do. Uh, to me right now, under is probably the way to look at uh, here is you've gotten 10 very uh, cheap, free, and easy points from Clemson out of the gate. Would have liked it had Clemson punched that in for six You would have been more like 54 and a half, but still, uh, you could do worse than looking under in that spot in game at 51 and a half there. Uh, The other game, Jeff, as we look at uh, games with these college football playoff implications here, I don't know if, did you want to do anything with Michigan uh, where, you know, we're not yet to that spot? It's like we're not yet to the total look ahead spot here for Michigan, a couple weeks away from the Ohio State game, but like, how do you handle an in game spot where Michigan is laying over 30 against a Nebraska team on an interim coach and at least you know for Michigan you you look at uh, a a sort of a slow start here they get an early touchdown but are now punting after uh, a couple of uh, actually a couple punts here in this first quarter 139 to go first quarter wouldn't this I mean I guess this would also qualify as one of those games where if if you if you were to see Michigan get to a larger lead then maybe you'd come in and look for an in-game under with them taking the foot off the gas but has not been a very convincing start early for the Wolverines and and uh, Nebraska's really not been able to move the ball either here to start this game.
5: Yeah, you know, and, and Ben, it's just one of those where you have to have what happened last week in Biscataway in the back of your mind when you're taking a right. dog against Michigan, where they can just turn it on after Ben, they were horrible in the first. Day. They were losing at halftime last week to Rutgers. And then they just totally obliterated them. Thirty-eight-nothing, and quite frankly, Ben. It was not even that close in the second half last week against the Scarlet Knights. So that's the only concern if you're getting involved with a big underdog in game here with Nebraska, There's still a significant dog, obviously, up, down seven to nothing. So I would steer clear of this. Next week now, I mean, Michigan gets Illinois at home. Illinois is reeling now with those two yeah. straight losses uh, before you go to the shoe where it's going to be, let's face it, man, it's going to be 11 0 against 11 0. And the winner of that game is going to be the number two seed. In the college football playoff and the loser, quite frankly, Ben, the loser has a pretty darn good case to be put into the college football playoff, especially if that game is closer than what Georgia and Tennessee did last week. If Michigan, let's say, loses to Ohio State by three, they have a pretty darn good case to get in over Tennessee even though I think that would personally be wrong, but I could see how the committee could possibly do that.
4: Heading in, the books that offered to make the college football playoff odds, uh, Michigan was plus 140 behind uh, Tennessee. Tennessee was minus money, even being on the outside looking in. Uh, Jeff, I don't know how you interpret those odds and if you if you feel like there's any value, but I do wonder, like, I haven't heard anybody until you just now make that point that maybe there there is a world in which two of the Big Ten teams get in if
5: that game lives up to the billing and is a really, really tight game. I think it would be more likely, Ben, if, and I know this is backwards because you would say, oh, the road team loses by a field goal. That team's really good. But if Michigan went there, upset Ohio State... I think Ohio State would be more inclined to see the committee put an 11-1 Ohio State in over an ele- instead of an 11-1 Michigan, but who knows? We, we have no idea what the committee's thinking there at this is point at so, anything.
4: There then. is so much time still to go, and we'll talk about the other college football playoff teams still to come, Oregon laying two touchdowns against Washington, and of course the big one, TCU and Texas. Those games we'll talk about later. More in-game updates to come when we return.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting
0: network.
4: College basketball has started, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. It's over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson and Matt Eumanns, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdowns of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 to get VSIN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at vsin.com. Slash subscribe. Again, we're looking for value on the in-game betting odds board here as we welcome you back to Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. There's a couple games, Jeff, that stick out early where you look at the lines here and and, and some of these in-game positions. Like Georgia Tech, if you would have told me, like let's say two weeks into the season, Georgia Tech would be favored against Miami coming on to week 11. (laughs) I mean, what a ridiculous statement that would have been. But yet... Uh, It's been a disaster for Mario Cristobal in year one down in Miami. Hurricanes four and five, two and three in the ACC. Georgia Tech has, after firing Jeff Collins, which Jeff, you and I have both been on record, is is agreeing with this, probably the best in-season decision any single FBS team has made all year in the country. Georgia Tech has gone over their win total from the preseason to three and a half. They're four and five, yet favored today. And, And a backup quarterback in Zach Pyron, who's two of seven for 27 yards and a pick, has Miami off to the early lead. Miami's four-and-a-half point favorites live in the betting market. And I can't help but think, Jeff, Like even though you've seen the flip here from Tech minus two to Miami minus four-and-a-half, it kind of felt like this was a little bit too much on the the betting market going far on that pendulum and going totally anti-Miami, a team that has not covered a single game as a favorite this year. But in that dog roll coming off the evisceration against Florida State last week, this this could be a bounce-back spot for them.
5: I didn't want anything to do with this game, Ben. Both of these teams are terrible. Now, the funny part is, both of these teams with a win today, or regardless of who wins this game, they only need one more win, whoever it is, to get bowl eligible. Now, right. the problem for Georgia Tech is, what they have looming after this is they have, uh, they have UNC and Georgia. They're not winning either of those games. So, could have been a great story, but they won't get there. Miami could hypothetically, with a win today, Have a chance to beat Pitt in two weeks in 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 Hard Rock Stadium, but I just I look. This has just been a debacle for Miami, a team that I thought had a chance to to push Clemson realistically in the ACC, possibly beat them in an in an ACC title game, and instead. Uh, they will be lucky to go to the Duke Mayo Bowl this year. <laughs> the
4: Duke, yes, of course. That would, that would be very fitting if they could somehow even get into that uh, that position there. So again, four and a half live favorites are Miami. They are on the move too right now, uh, and like it's it's one of those things though. Like if you missed missed the boat, you didn't bet this pregame. Yes, it is hard to say sit here with how unreliable as Jeff just pointed out Miami has been and say back to Hurricanes in game now laying a number, but. I don't know that I'd want to get involved on a Georgia Tech team. That To me, the market has probably gone too far on their side here not over the past couple of weeks. Another game that it just makes – it's just wild to look at and see, like a Oklahoma State game, Jeff, that is in the first half and an in-game total of 35-and-a-half. 35-and-a-half. It's nothing, nothing. Granted, right. backups at play here, Iowa State, bad offense. O- Oklahoma State lining up for a 37-yard field goal as three-point home dogs. And uh, Jeff, this, this kick is up and good. I know we've got it, it's back up Palooza there in Stillwater. Are you at all? Are
5: you at all intrigued
4: nope. by No. Okay, that's that's what I figured.
5: No, no. I you know Iowa State, Ben. Iowa State is one of the biggest underachievers in college football this year. They're a team that has no business being under five hundred, and yet here they are because their offense pretty much on a gamely basis has done something idiotic that cost themselves a game. I mean, you had the Baylor game where Baylor would decisively beat them. And then after that, you had the Kansas game where they kept missing kicks. You had the K-State game that would land a 10-9, which was just an abomination of of an offensive game. The Texas game, if the wide receiver makes the catch, if Hutchinson makes that catch downfield, Iowa State probably wins that game outright. And then the Oklahoma game where Oklahoma just beat them. Uh, so, look, uh, up until last week, where they beat West Virginia at home, this is a game Iowa State needs. If they win today as a road favorite, again, down 3 nothing right now, they're going to go to a bowl. They'll more than likely beat Texas Tech next week at Ames to get to six wins. But if they yeah. lose today, in order to get to 6-6, they have got to win in Fort Worth the final week of the year against TCU, who's had the golden horseshoe in their pocket all year long. I Matt Campbell did not get out on time out of there, Ben. He had so many great offers from so many places that are better than Iowa State. He stuck around, and quite frankly, he's probably going to be stuck in Ames for a lot longer. now. Yep.
4: Not, you're probably right on that. Uh, so three nothing is the Oklahoma State lead. I'm just looking at our live odds board right now. Minus two and a half are the uh, pokes as home favorites right now. Thirty four and a half is your live total. And you know what? You were uh, you were spot on, Jeff, on on worrying about the Alabama offense, and it's kind of why we both talked about this earlier. I wanted nothing to do with looking at in-game overs, even if the pace was going to be fast and the stats would support a lot of scoring. But Alabama, two punts, one first down in their opening two drives, and Ole Miss has just punched it in. Eleven-play, 68-yard drive, uh, a short one-yard touchdown run to cap off a drive of that 11, of uh, 68 yards there. So seven, nothing, Ole Miss. And how the question is like, even with a reduced number here, it's Alabama minus four and a half, 59 and a half is your total. Do you feel like at this point, even even having to take the big old discount there, uh, is, is is Ole Miss uh, the the side to play, given how lackluster a performance this has been from the Tide, and in all honesty, pretty lucky this is not fourteen nothing or at the very least ten nothing the way the first quarter's
5: played out. Definitely at least ten because yeah. two red zone drives for Ole Miss, uh, only the one touchdown. Uh, Judkins punched that one in. I, ben, I, I would only bet I'll Miss. I, I think right now, I mean, through a quarter, they've clearly been the better team in this game. And and again, I'm just curious. Now, Alabama, of course, is way more talented than their remaining two opponents, where they play Auburn in the Iron Bowl the final week, and then next week it's irrelevant. The poor Govs of Austin P. I mean, geez, oh, that yeah. that's. <laughs> I mean, poor Austin P. Next week, uh, again, that might be a game where they might have the least attendance. In the last 20 years, bear excuse me, in the last 15 years since Saban has gotten there, uh, and and, uh, Brian Denny. But look, I even at four, even at at seven points off what it was closing, I I would, I would only look to the Rebels here,
4: Ben. No, look, I'm with you. I also, you know, I don't. How often do you get involved in these in-game first half lines too, where a team clear, like a team clearly looks like the right side out of the gates. You don't know how long will that look to manifest itself over the course of 60 minutes. And, you know, for a guy like Nick Saban, who is the ultimate uh, motivator, it would be asking a lot. We'll see what sort of speech there is at halftime. Like, how in a game like this, where I'm seeing at it, it, some books, you can bet like Ole Miss minus 175 money line just to win the first half. How often are you looking at spots like that when it comes to these in-game college football
5: spots? Uh, not often. I, I would look more for totals in the first half. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I look, I, Ole Miss is just looked much better. By the way, my bet in New Orleans in, uh, off to just a yeah. disaster of a start uh, heading the way of uh, Old Dominion earlier in the day. A bad snap, a fumble recovered by the Knights of Central Florida. They're already up 17-7. They're have the ball in the red zone and have a real chance. They go up by 17 all the way in the first quarter. Just a very impressive showing. Like Gus Malzahn and his squad, so far down there in NOLA. Yep, and
4: what, like I was saying earlier, even even with that total going from fifty-four and a half jumping up to sixty-six and a half, I still kind of liked Dover. Uh, wasn't able to, didn't have time to get that bet in, but now we're up to uh, seventy-one and a half. I mean, here. that's heading for and an easy one today. Yeah, it, it certainly looks uh, looks that way right now. Yeah, you know, we were talking uh, Big Twelve earlier, Jeff, especially with this uh, with the Iowa State Oklahoma State uh, handicap with the three nothing Cowboy lead. We've we've talked all year. It just felt like a conference that has had so much parody. Even if you even throw in TCU, who has been on the right side of variance basically every single week. With that all being said, as we slowly start to work in our night uh, night game previews here, uh, you and I have both looked to get involved in a lot of these Kansas games this year from being perennially undervalued to now regressing to the mean are you looking to do that at all here with this uh, kansas texas tech spot in lubbock tonight where we're basically at three and a half uh, or four depending on the market and a, a kansas team coming off the field storming last week and finally clinching bull eligibility for the first time since uh, you and i were high schoolers jeff
5: yeah it's been a while uh no, no play in this game i would only I understand why people want Texas Tech in this game, but I think Kansas is the better football team. So, uh, just one of those is how much, how big of a letdown is it going to be for Kansas, where they celebrated, like they won not one, not two, but three Super Bowls in one yep. day last week with getting bowl eligible. So, I'm just curious how big of a letdown it is. But, again, you're dealing with a really good coach in Lance Leipold, by the way. What was that? In What was that? Oxford. A fake punt by I, I no, don't no, even know no, what that no, was. No, it wasn't even a it. fake punt. They kept Young on the field, wasn't they ready for it. They weren't supposed uh, to they, snap. They the ball. They weren't set. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna get bailed out, by the way, Ben. I think that's gonna be a false start on uh, Alabama to wipe that play out and end up being a punt, but no, they're gonna go legal illegal, illegal shift. Shifts. There you go. So Ole miss. Wow. And the final play of the first quarter, just a total debacle. For Alabama and Ole Miss can going to have great field position. Wow. What? Wow. You don't see. Very different team for Saban this
4: year. Unbelievable. Uh, Meanwhile, bad. UCF going for it. Fourth and goal at the Tulane. One. Jeff will update you on that next as Mike Piranio stops by the show.
0: This is live bet Saturday on v the sports betting network.
5: Before you make your next bet, be sure to check out VEASAN.com for the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the actions. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well with betting splits at vcin.com. And we are here to make you a smarter better year-round. And betting splits can help you make yourself a better better. I'm Jeff Parles here at Circa. We'll check back in with Ben Wilson. Uh, Maybe we'll get uh, Ben a lozenge and some tea during the break uh, here. Uh, But now with us, live at uh, my usual home now on Saturdays at Mandalay Bay. You see him every day over there, uh, sportsbook director at Mandalay Bay, the BetMGM Sportsbook, our guy Mike Peranio joins us right now mike uh it's another another beautiful day to bet football right
3: yeah i miss you man where are you
5: you know <laughs> you you, know, <laughs> you we were joking during the break like you were saying you were lonely like we're all all of us uh, our own uh, in our own individual studios today we're all we're all a little bit lonely
3: today but uh don't hey worry, I'm i'll okay. be back over you there guys, next saturday mike i don't mind uh, it, we're okay <laughs>
5: Well, you got you got about a thousand of your friends behind you right now That's right, in the uh, yes. Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. Uh, Mike, just uh, going through this, let's look at those early games. Uh, of course, the big mover this morning based off injury news didn't matter, though, was LSU and Arkansas, where Arkansas gets home with basically every number but the opening three. Uh, Mike, uh, how did that end up going for you with Arkansas covering against LSU in a 13-10 Tiger win?
3: Yeah, LSU was three to one tickets and two to one money, so we we needed Arkansas, and and you're right about that. It was 100% injury reports come out, and everybody thinks it's uh, the end of the world. And uh, it's funny how some of these injuries, suspensions, at least the first week, the team kind of pulls themselves together and makes a, you know, they win it for the team type thing. Over the long haul, it's a bad thing when you lose a quarterback, but sometimes those first games, they, they play better than they would have if he would have been there.
5: The, uh the fallen hero principle that Brady cannon has mentioned up uh, uh for sure, just looking at uh at uh the other games this uh morning uh Tennessee mizzou navy Notre dame uh one underdog gets home navy uh finds a way covers the seventeen and then uh Tennessee scored the last thirty eight points against missouri to cover as a big favorite mike uh what uh how how heavily were those games bet
3: yeah I mean those games were bet those were heavily bad games and and Notre Dame and Navy I'm sure we needed Navy to cover that game the other game was kind of didn't really have a huge result we were kind of okay either way uh i look for those games when we get heavily bet it's important to know whether it's smart money or it's just public money and uh it was the three to one tickets tells you it's mostly public money on lsu that's something you want to keep an eye on number of tickets is almost as important maybe more important than the money uh unless you know what who the money is coming from which is why you guys are here right (laughs) Uh, those
5: betting splits no less uh there mike uh two pack 12 games mike uh uh just looking through my notes heavily uh heavily moved throughout the week one of them underway that's Wazoo and and Arizona State a game we haven't really mentioned uh Wazzu up 13 to nothing and covering and then a game later where Oregon State was nearly a two touchdown favorite against Cal the Golden Bears are taking a bunch of sharp money here mike
3: yeah that uh, those were pretty big line movements that washington state opened at eight moved to ten it did go back to nine and a half at the end i don't know what it closed at or what it is going to close at oregon state opened at 13 and a half and that is sharp money on cal so that, that moved it to 11 and a half so that tells me uh you know we probably still need uh cal to cover even though that line moved like that because it was sharp money
5: we'll, we'll circle back to the nfl in a little bit but i know there are some Big six-figure wagers on the NFL. We'll get you what those were in a little bit, Mike. But just looking to tonight, I'll keep it in the Pac-12. How about the Ducks and the Huskies? A big matchup out west uh, with Oregon, of course. uh, Another one. Nearly a two-touchdown favorite as well, hosting the Huskies of Washington. Oregon wins out. They're going to probably be in the college football playoff, Mike.
3: Yeah, and uh, Adam, whose birthday is upstairs, a trader. He told us everybody has an opinion on this game, and you're, and everybody does. This is probably the most talked about game here. It's a Pac-12, so you know we're we're kind of in that area of the country. But uh, it's three to one tickets on Oregon, uh, three to two money on Washington. So there's a little one of those splits you're talking about. Uh, but you know, with us, we always care about the money the most. So uh, we're definitely going to need Oregon in that game. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it was such good two-way action that that could change depending on parlays and props and, you know, overall stuff at the end of the day does make a factor in it. But mostly the straight action uh, and parlays are what we look at.
5: Mike, is uh, everyone running to the window and betting Georgia is a 16 and a half point favorite against the Bulldogs <laughs> of Mississippi State?
3: Yeah, you've got that right again. It's like uh, Georgia, you know, Georgia, all Georgia, all the time It's three to one tickets uh, ten to one on the money, so that's uh, uh, and that's a mixture of smart and public, uh, mostly public money on a game like that. But uh, that's an interesting game. Obviously, uh, a couple other games that are looking good: Kansas State at Baylor. It's mostly Baylor money, but it's kind of light action. But it is two to one tickets and money. Uh, on Baylor so we're definitely looking for K-State on that one Um, one other lightly bet game was Kansas Texas Tech which has some interest it's two to one tickets three to one money uh, on the favorite Texas Tech so again as usual we're looking for a dog to cover for us
5: Mike what what do you have right now in the big game in Austin where game day was today of course uh, the one where TCU is number four in the playoff rankings but Texas is a touchdown favorite or a seven and a half point favorite, depending on where you're betting right now.
3: Yeah, and it's important to know where you're betting. If you have options, please take advantage of those options because at the end of the year, you'll be sorry you don't on some of these games. This is a competitive mm-hmm. game, so it might end on the number, be honest with you. Uh, it's fantastic two way action, two to one tickets on TCU, three to two Texas money. So, and, and you know, that's gonna probably change since I looked last. Uh, you know, that, that game is definitely the game to look for to, and people are interested in it. Uh, and I, I, the, the public's generally saying they think TCU can actually win this, uh, win this game easily, but uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, these games this time of year are huge, and uh, you, you've seen it in some of these big games, uh, some strange backdoor covers, including our own UNLV last night, which uh, did the backdoor cover we all love on UNLV.
5: The backdoor cover and the fireworks went off for the backdoor cover. No, it was just because they scored. But gambling Twitter did its thing on see. that one. <laughs> but uh, but 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 Mike, uh, before we get to some individual games in the National Football League, uh, a quartet of six-figure wagers on NFL games tomorrow.
3: Yeah, I mean the NFL is uh, is been tough for the public to get an eye on or a handle on it but we're definitely getting a lot of big bets in the NFL and it's still early actually on that Uh, the Seahawks Bucks game uh, is three to one tickets and ten to one money on the Seahawks that's something to note in your in the back of your head that that Mm -hmm. uh, ten to one tickets uh money I mean is uh, important uh the the big games with the most interest obviously are the Seahawks, Bucks, Cowboys, Packers is get, getting a lot of action. as three to one tickets and money on the Cowboys. Uh, I think people uh, are kind of worried about Green Bay. And we haven't heard Aaron come out and say everyone to relax. That's kind of the, when he says relax, everybody knows it's okay. But so far, he hasn't said that at all. So I, I wouldn't trust Green Bay right now, but we're going to probably need them to cover. And with the point spread, we've got a good shot at that.
5: Mike, how different does the day look like for you with that game? Uh, of course, you mentioned a heavily bet game in Seattle and Tampa, of course, being played. For us here in Vegas, it's a nice 6.30 a.m. wake-up call with the game. Of course, the first one ever yes. for a regular season game in the country of Germany.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's it shows that the NFL is growing, and, and they're getting good reaction up there, the betting parlors in Europe are seeing good action on there. Uh, It's good for the NFL. Uh, Being in Germany for the first time is is huge for them. Uh, We haven't had a lot of big games uh, overseas. They've turned out to be not the best teams playing, but they still get good crowds. And if you ever watch the crowds there, everybody's wearing their favorite team's jersey, not necessarily the teams that are playing. And it's very interesting to see the loyal fans in, in Europe starting to, to occur, and it's a good product. It's going to be growing, and I think the NFL's got a good idea keeping the expansion on on the NFL, and it's definitely a good business decision.
5: Four million tickets requested for this game in Germany. Uh, Allianz Arena, the home of Bayern Munich, holds only 70,000. So <laughs> a lot of requests well, for, uh, to see uh, the first-ever well, game in Germany. Go ahead, Mike.
3: Well, that's that's definitely interesting. But just so you know, we have that many requests for F1 already next year. So.
5: Yes, that's true. It's true. All those packages coming out this week for F1. Mike Piranio, everyone, of course, uh, the sportsbook director over at Mandalay Bay, the Bet MGM sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. Mike, pleasure as always. Uh, I'll be back there next week, so we neither of us will be lonely next week.
3: So it'll be good. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going guard. And then on Love top of it,
4: like that, see that.
3: Ladies
2: and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from him crying, tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. Man. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning.
1: Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't
5: not need it.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is
0: live bet Saturday on VSAN
4: the Sports Betting Network. Experience the thrills of Fight Night with Ariel Hawani and BetMGM. Just log into your account today to receive an Ariel Hawani Parlay Boost token for the fight tonight at Madison Square Garden. at a parlay wager on the MMA showdown to your bet slip to activate the token. Your parlay must have at least four legs and a maximum stake of $100. If your boosted wager hits, you'll boost your winnings by 20%. No opt-in is required. Just log into your BetMGM sports account and you'll automatically receive this parlay boost token. Go for the knockout with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM.com is where you visit for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Wards issued is non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Thanks again, Mike Piranio, for joining the show, as always, uh, from the Mandalay Bay. I'm Ben Wilson here at South Point. Jeff Parles over at Circa. Can't help but think, Jeff, if you're an old missbacker right now, like you are today, uh, taking the Rebels plus 11 and a half, he-, he had so many opportunities to really punch Alabama in the mouth and put this game, not over, but in a really difficult position for the Tide to come back with early. Haven't been able to do it. Last time we updated that game, Alabama totally botches a fourth and one right at the end of the first quarter. Short field for Ole Miss, all they can do is get three. And now Alabama has finally woken up. Long touchdown drive for Bryce Young and the Tide. Jeff, it's a 10-7 game Ole Miss leading in a game that's felt like it should be a a runaway for the Rebels here, and and now that's reflected in the live betting market where uh, it is still, at this point, Alabama favored by 4.5. 58.5 is your total, down from 65, but feels like a big opportunity missed early in this first half from Ole Miss.
5: Definitely, and I'm not entirely sure what uh, Jackson Dart was doing on the first down play where he legitimately just threw an arm punt that Battle Neglected to catch. So yeah, this does feel like one of those where where Ole Miss could have very easily been out twenty-one nothing, seventeen nothing, and instead let Alabama hang in the game, and they're going to go quickly three and out after Bama got their touchdown. So it might be we're getting close to hold on to your hat territory if you back the Rebels.
4: Uh, look, and you say that because there's eight thirteen still to go in the first half. Like there is a ton of football still to be played. And at fourth and 10, will Miss punting it, like Jeff said, right back. And we're seeing Alabama now five and a half point live favorites at 59 and a half. As we look to just kind of assessing as we go along here, some of our just running in-game betting thoughts. You know, Jeff, I think we've hit on a couple. There have been a couple that we've looked bad on. But, you know, the the one that probably looks good so far, uh, Clemson and Louisville kind of thought in-game under 51 and a half would be a good play given the fast start for Clemson, their ability defensively to slow down Louisville. I have no idea what the Cardinal just tried to attempt on third and seven. Uh, It's a 10-7 game. Our in-game number now is down to 46 and a half. So we're ahead of that uh, in-game bet that we had discussed here. And uh, you're going to get a look at the replay, Jeff. If you, assuming you have that TV on over by you, this wide receiver pass to nobody, but uh, Louisville here fourth down and seven at the Clemson 39. I don't know what Scott Satterfield is going to elect to do, but Sort of like we talked about this inconsistent Clemson offense. Great start; they've done absolutely nothing since. And Louisville needed to pick up a third and nineteen on their touchdown drive to actually get points. So, and now here they are, Jeff, third, uh, fourth and seven at the thirty-eight, punting. So Come great, on. great work, great work, Louisville.
5: <sighs> how can you punt there? I, I don't know. Seriously, how can you punt there? You have a net of a net of, of eighteen yards yes. after the punt into the, the end zone. Easy. How? how, how, how <laughs> you're you're playing Clemson, the perennial yep. power in your conference, and you do that. Look, I don't know. I mean, it, can't punt the ball. Can't punt the ball there. Clemson's offense is not good enough to make you pay on a 61-yard field anyway. That's, right. just, that's just cowardice from a coach who I don't think is particularly good to begin with anyway.
4: Uh, I, I just say, I mean, at least on my thought with the uh, the in-game under, you're loving it, but yeah, not the optimal. No, no, that's
5: you, great for the in-game uh, under. It's good for any under at this 45 point.
4: 45 and a half is what we're down to. Clemson minus five and a half. Look, it's one thing in Iowa where Kirk Ferentz just punted at the Wisconsin 40, but... But when you have the best defense in the country, like (laughs) that, a punt is a punt, Jeff, all year has been Iowa's best uh, offensive weapon, essentially. As uh, Graham Mertz is just a five of 14 for 47 yards, Wisconsin down 7 3 to Iowa. I know you're sweating the Badgers here, Jeff, in a game with huge Big Ten West implications. The winner of this game will be in a first place tie. Uh, As it it appears to be right now, with Minnesota up 14-0, a four-way first-place tie. Now, the Badgers do just pick up a big third and four, but fumble, and I think they got on that football. So into Iowa territory now, we're seeing this game, Iowa minus 2.5 live. 31.5 is your total, and it's really played out. Jeff, kind of how we anticipated, not much offense, field position, ball control type game, and uh, at the end of the day, it it does feel like a coin flip, and and you thought Wisconsin would be on that uh, side of the coin when all things
5: came up. 24 carries for 38 yards between the two teams so far. So no right. one been able to run the ball at all. Uh, Iowa's touchdown came off a blocked punch, short field touchdown. So I, again, this game's kind of played out exactly. If you had the under, you're you're looking nice right now because again, uh, the only touchdown in this game was on nonsense. If it, if Wisconsin punches, let's say Wisconsin scores a touchdown in this drive, Ben, then I would almost be very, I would be very much inclined to bet an, bet an under in the second half. And just go from there. Also Alabama just fumbled and Ole Miss got it back. Ben Wilson. Oh boy. Gee. Wow.
4: It's not that I would ever say Alabama is poorly coached, but if you were just like an alien from, uh, from Mars and you just, this is your first Saturday watching college football, Jeff, you would watch what Alabama has done today and say, how undisciplined are they? Where you, you, you on a fourth and one where, if we just go back to that play for a second, Jeff, because we watch sure. this for you and I, when we watch 12 hours of college football on Saturdays and 12 hours of the NFL on Sundays, you see this play happen about 25 times a weekend where a team has a fourth down and short and they don't have to get a playoff before the end of the quarter because the, you know, the play clock, they can run it down. There's no intention of actually going. And what do they do? They line, they line everybody up. Just try to get a cheap offsides. And, and what happens is either they take a timeout, or if they're smart, they just let the clock run out. You go to the next quarter, you punt. Alabama snaps the ball for no apparent reason. It looked like the center didn't understand what was happening, which is, again, something that you usually only see poorly coached teams do. And now, right as you were just starting to get the momentum, you carelessly give the ball right back to Ole Miss, and now just commit a defensive penalty, a defensive PI to give Ole Miss the ball. Into Alabama territory, Rebels up 10 7 here. Uh, It's so weird to see that happen to a Nick Saban coach team, but kind of goes back to what you said earlier, Jeff. It's nothing to play for. It's the first time we've seen this in a legit regular season game in a decade where Alabama has had nothing to play for in a a non bowl uh, game
5: or SEC championship game type spot. It's just wild. It's just one of those, Ben, where, again, all the games against good teams this year for Bama, it's kind of what they've done. I mean, they again, they have, they, they're they tied for the most penalties per game in the country. Forget yeah. the SEC, the entire country, at almost nine. They remember the Texas game, they had a zillion penalties. A&M, again, this team almost lost. I don't care if Bryce Young didn't play in the game. They almost lost to Texas AM, and who is an abject train wreck, who very easily could be not bowl eligible, could kick get eliminated from bowl eligibility with a loss tonight against Auburn where that could very easily happen. Auburn is favored in that game. And in the game against Tennessee, they were penalized a ton. And then last week they were penalized a ton. This is just a very, it is a, 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 an extreme off year for a program that has had, let's face it, since Nick Saban has gotten there, gotten there other than the first year, what they've had maybe one off year. Other than that, here where Cam Newton and Auburn won the title. That's basically it. And you thought? I mean, we we showed the
4: schedule a second ago. Where I, I remember doing shows this summer, and it was like, as boring as this is, is taking Alabama at you know laying a huge price on over ten and a half. Isn't that just a good investment? That was a great bet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where. Look, the context matters, and and not and going into this stuff blind, it it does not work long term, especially in college football, where we know there are so few things guaranteed even if it seems in the general narrative like it's the same teams in the playoff every year doesn't mean you should just be blindly betting these teams over even though like you and i were sitting here and saying Sure, does Alabama, how do they lose two games? Like, we just don't see it. Well, they've already lost two games still with three to go, and they might lose a uh, third here before this day is over. Uh, one halftime line, Jeff, and then we'll uh, we'll hit a break, go into our final hour. Where we'll preview all the night games still to come. Look at some of these halftime lines, but it is Miami 14, Georgia Tech 7. So my early thought here, Jeff, maybe to get out in front of this uh, Miami spot, whereas the rare, rarely seen Miami dog, this could be the buy low point on, uh, on the Hurricanes here. It is Miami up 14-7. They did lead 14-0, a 15-play, 99-yard drive from Georgia Tech, Jeff, at the final stanza of the first half. At least gets the Yellow Jackets on the board. I'm seeing it's Georgia Tech minus a half for the second half, so plus six and a half for the game, Miami, uh, and Georgia Tech 21-and-a-half-year total for the second half, up to 42-and-a-half. But, uh, man, I, I, you just wonder, will that drive be a catalyst to things to come here against the Miami team that has been very underwhelming all season?
5: These teams are both terrible Throw then. The hands i really i have nothing <laughs> i have nothing on this game i just i not on one of the monitors in here no decided box score advantage and just just one of those games between two bad teams
4: until yeah it. until that 99 yard drive miami had been out out uh, gaining georgia tech 215 to 62. Uh, i it's kind of lean with uh, miami here we had talked about that miami laying four and a half live i would not go back in at the half though uh, laying six and a half I'd probably stay off since you have had in-game opportunities to uh, bet this so far our final hour of live bet Saturday starts when we return on Vison.